The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Museum Life with Carol Bossert. Museums are important whether we work in them, for them, or simply love visiting them. Throughout history, people have collected things and put them on display to enjoy. But today's museums offer much more than rooms filled with stuff. They provide places to learn and share experiences with family and friends, as well as sanctuaries to unplug, rest, and refresh. On today's show, we'll discuss how museums can remain relevant and sustainable, reach out to new audiences, and remain attuned to cultural and technological trends. Now, here's your host, Carol Bossert. Good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning. Uh, I hope everyone uh, in the U.S. had a lovely uh, uh, Thanksgiving holiday. I know it is, uh, for us anyway, for me, it's the beginning of a wonderful holiday season. I I was reading recently that there are 29 holidays uh, between now and the end of the year, and so I plan on celebrating all of them, uh, and I, I hope you do too and continue to listen uh, throughout this holiday season. Well, I have a great guest for us today. Today, we're going to be talking more about uh, digital technologies. Uh, as some of you know, I uh, to, uh, last week I was talking to you about some of the uh, wonderful conferences I attended, and I think this was probably my favorite conference, although I know I will probably get some emails and some tweets about um, uh, choosing among my favorite children, but Mm -hmm. I will say that the uh, Museum Computer Network, which from now on we're just going to call MCN, uh, because it's always uh, easier and better to use acronyms, is a fabulous, fabulous conversation that talks much more about simply the technologies that we encounter every day in the museum world. Uh, But And we'll get Uh, We'll get to that uh, more today because I have on my show today Carolyn Royston, and Carolyn is the Director of Digital Media at the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston. As soon as she speaks, you will realize that she hasn't always been at the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum, and I will let her share her career path with you that has been quite illustrious. Uh, But Carolyn is also the current president of MCN, and... And so, and MCN is going to be celebrating its 50th anniversary this uh, this coming year. So, uh, the year and the conference are going to be particularly exciting. Uh, and uh, Carolyn has agreed to share some of the the plans and uh, things to expect in the coming year from MCN. So, Carolyn, that was a really long introduction. Uh, I hope you bear bore with me. But welcome to the show today. Thank you. I'm absolutely delighted to be on it. Well, so, Carolyn, please, uh, as I do with all of my guests, uh, would you just share in your own words your career path? And uh, then what's it? Uh, one of the things, and I'll just uh, sort of uh, 
presage this? What's it been like to sort of shift between being a consultant and being on staff? That might be something that we can, you can uh, uh, give some insight uh, to as well. Yes, certainly. So, um, I, as you said, I have, I've had a sort of interesting um, career. Um, I, I didn't start out um, in the museum sector. I um, actually started out in very early days um, in, in the publishing field, um, in academic publishing. And then I moved into teaching and uh, in the UK and was a teacher for... Um, a number of years of uh, elementary school children um, and I always say it's the best training anybody can ever have if you can keep 30 eight year olds um, um, uh, amused and occupied for, for a day uh, you can pretty much do anything um, and um, and I during my time as a teacher I uh, was really incre- getting increasingly interested in um, in the use of computers and technology in the classroom. It was very early days um, at that point. Um, but I could see how it excited children and could see that, that there were endless possibilities around um, around the different ways of learning and accessing content and information. And um, through that, I got um, involved in a number of e-learning projects um, at a time really when it was it was it was very much a, a sort of fledgling um, area and um, and they were looking really for teachers to help with curriculum and um, and to make sure that the things that were developed were suitable for use in a in a classroom environment by teachers um, and then from that I, I actually went over left teaching and uh, went and became uh, went to work for a digital agency um, and started to develop uh, e-learning resources um, myself and um, and through that uh, you know starting out in the sort of education sector quickly moved on to see the endless possibilities and potential with museum collections um, for learning and got involved that way and then eventually um, I ended up working at the Victorian Albert Museum um, on a um, uh, a really unique project called the National Museums Online Learning Project, which involved nine UK national museums, um, led by the VNA, but included Tate and the British Museum and the Natural History Museum, uh, amongst others. And um, we worked together collaboratively on a partnership for um, to develop a, a range of a learning resources for digital learning resources for both um, schools and also for uh, adults and. Um, this was really a, a sort of flagship project because the in the UK national museums hadn't really worked together in this way on a public facing project before so it was um it was you know both both you know fascinating from a content perspective but also in terms of uh partnership working and um and we were really trying to look at how museums could people would be able to search across collections for the first time so that if you put in to a search box chair you would get re- search results from from the nine uk museums um so it was it was it was uh, it was a fascinating project on many levels and also technically very challenging um and from that actually the project ended and i went to work at the Imperial War Museum, uh, where I was head of digital there for over five years, um, and uh, again, at a very interesting point in, in the museum's uh, history, in that um, in 2014, they were the cultural lead in the UK for the uh, 
First World War centenary. So there was a, a massive drive to um, get digital um, projects going and get the museum in a position where it could really um, manage the kind of um, interest and publicity that it was going to get uh, around its collections. And um, and then I uh, I left there in 2014 um, to run my own business uh, as a consultant and, uh, help, again, helping museums um, think about um, you know, how, how best to use digital, digital technologies um, and also looking at um, some of the organizational challenges around um, becoming more digitally connected organizations and being better able to serve more digitally connected audiences. Um, and, you know, this is, this is something which, um, you know, I think we're still, we're still grappling with as well and perhaps can talk about a bit more later in the show. Um, and then, sort of out of the blue, um, I got contacted by the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in, in Boston um, and uh, they were looking for a director digital and I had uh, grown up actually in uh, New York and had gone to college in uh, Western Massachusetts and so um, I thought this would be a fantastic opportunity to come back 28 years later and um, and uh, have the opportunity to work in an American organization um, so that's uh, that was a year ago um, almost to the day um, and that's yeah that's my that's my story <laughs> well that's well that's a, that's a great story and happy anniversary uh, <laughs> Thank you very much. I, 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 uh, I I loved I love the part and understand completely about uh, working with elementary uh, age age students I uh, I was not a classroom teacher but I was uh, I've always been in informal education and uh, an environmental education and it and it takes a certain amount of steely courage to take 15 six-year-olds out into the wild of the uh, of, 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 a, of a college campus and bring 15 back and then you know you've had a really good day when you haven't lost one uh, or one's fallen in the mud so I I agree with you completely it's uh, we could probably spend an entire hour on the uh, on the corollaries between managing six-year-olds and uh, managing uh, 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 any kind of committee and organizational structure but I think we'll stay on digital today and uh, keep ourselves both safe how about <laughs> I think that sounds very sensible, but I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> um, so you, the other, the other part of the question um, that you asked me was was about about the the sort of shift between consulting and uh, and coming back into an organisation. And I think um, you know, again, again, really very, very interesting. Um, I really enjoyed the consulting. I didn't do it for that long, um, but I I did really enjoy it. Um, because I think it gave me a fresh perspective, um, went into lots of different kinds of organizations um, in, in the UK and Europe and here in the US and Canada um, and India as well, actually. Um, so had a really, um, it was a fantastic opportunity to see lots of, uh, lots of different types of organizations, some large museums, some very small ones, and also some performing arts organizations as well. Um, and just to see where they are in their um, digital development um, and their digital thinking and some of the challenges that they were grappling with. Um, and I think the most sort of 
common thing I found was that I would be contacted about, um, you know, a particular uh, question or, or challenge that the organization was having. You know, perhaps it was like, we, we need to do a new website or we are at a point now where we're not quite sure what we should be doing next. Or And, and very often I would go in and actually through, through, through just... Um, Talking to to the people in the organisation, you know, observing, um, it was it was often you know that wasn't the issue at all, um, and that it was it was more often than not, um, you know, really about organisational change, um, and really uh, looking at how digital is is dis- is disrupting our museums, um, and thinking about um, how to address those challenges, um, and interestingly, large you know both large and small organisations. The challenges or the questions underlying um, the challenges underlying those questions are, are often really very very similar, despite the size of the organisation. So um, yeah, it was quite fascinating. And then and then of course coming here, you know, has you know I, I'm now bringing that with me um, in terms of um, you know having that 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 perspective. But I think also for me, there's an additional challenge of um, you know having never worked in a U.S. Um, museum before and some of the differences between that and uh, my experience in the U.K. Oh, that's very, that's very uh, interesting. Um, but I, but I, but before we, uh, I tangent onto that, I, I do want to just uh, reinforce, I think that that your observation that the issues related to a, addressing you know, any kind of disruption or organizational uh, uh, um, embracing of, of digital technologies is the same whether you're a large institution or a small institution because I think that there there does seem to be a, a perception something I hear as I'm talking to uh, to my clients as well as others in the field that larger institutions have an easier time of it because they can just you know create a, a a department and have lots of people working, and then it all works out very easily. So I think mm. that that's that's really interesting that you found that it's uh, uh, it, that there there are some some core issues. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, I mean, obviously, you you have got more, you know, you generally have got more resources. Um, and, you know, potentially you have more budget, but then you also have challenges around, you know, more, uh, more, more bureaucracy, uh, more layers of hierarchy, um, you know, very siloed working. Um, so you have those challenges in a, in a large organization which can really slow you down. Um, and often, you know, the people that are trying to drive the change are not in uh, positions of, of authority. And so it's increasingly difficult. They're both trying to manage up and manage down to make that change happen. I think in a smaller institution, you know, it's a, generally it's a, you know, it's a flatter structure. You haven't got those layers, but it's, it, it is, it does still require um, a different way of working and a different way of thinking. And those traditional departments that we see in museums, you know, the, there is so much blurring now. Um, and particularly when you're working on a digital project, um, that, that actually how to negotiate that um, and how to, to manage both those new ways of working and all of those areas where 
there's a crossover in skills and and roles and responsibilities. These are all things I think that that that, that still have to meet, be negotiated at, at a small museum in the same way that, that they do it in a large. Very, very good point. You know, we've been using the word now uh, digital a lot. And mm. so I, uh, and I've, uh, as you and I were talking uh, as we were getting ready for this interview, I, I had some very interesting conversations with colleagues at the MCN conference, including one of my best buddies, Coven Smith, who's been <laughs> on the show and just is, is, you know, sort of keeps me in line sometimes when I, when I wander off about uh, uh, topics that I know very little about. Uh, but uh, but so we were talking about what you know what digital meant uh, because mm-hmm. it's uh, you know uh, it's one of those it's on the list of mushy words that can mean so many different things. Yeah. So I'm going to put you on the spot. What does digital mean to you? So I mean it's it's for me it's a method of delivery really. Um, it's you know it's it's you know di- digital can can be you know in any kind of, uh, you know, whether it's delivered on your phone, whether it's on your web, whether it's, um, you know, mobile experience in your galleries, um, you know, it, to me, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, you know, a variety of different platforms to deliver your content. Um, but for me, it has sort of the more, uh, perhaps it has some different meanings as well, because for me, it's, it's also about digital, I think, drives for me, different kind of thinking um, around the way that we um, think about our audiences, for example, and the way that we think about the visitor experience. Um, and it, and for me, it's also about the way that we, we plan and deliver projects. Um, and I, I, I say that because I, I you know, I, I started out in the early days of museums when it really was a cottage industry. You know, you were kind of sitting in the side and you were making a, a you know a very rudimentary website, and maybe then you were doing a bit of social media. But it was very much seen as a sort of add-on to to what you were doing. And now I think what we we're seeing, you know, as in you know most walks of life, that digital is becoming core to the museum operations, both back of house and front of house, and and has kind of permeated every area of museum activity. And so we're all required now to think about digital um, and to think about the impact that it has on the way that we work and on the, on the way that we deliver and on the way that we communicate with our audiences. And, um, and so I see it having, you know, and I see it driving the change because of the very nature of what we're doing. So if we are talking about creating a new website, as we, as we are now at the moment at, at the Garden Museum, you know, we're, we're talking about this as a whole museum activity. You know, it's not my project. It's a project that, you know, the whole museum is going to be involved in and work on. When we think about the visitor experience, digital is part of that experience. It's integrated into, her, into a holistic whole for the, for the visitor from the moment that they uh, come into contact with us, whether that's, you know, through our website or, you know, through... Um, you know, through some other means to their visit, to, to to their on-site experience, to what happens afterwards, and to the way that we continue to communicate and engage with them, um, and to the way that we plan our projects now. You know, this is uh, creating a digital project is not the same as putting an exhibition on. Um, you know, we talk about our projects now um, as as things that don't end. We make a website and we keep we keep building on it and developing it. 
Um, we keep making more um, things for our visitors to do on site. So a different kind of mindset and thinking, which then requires a whole different way of planning and a whole different way of budgeting and a whole different way of resourcing. So it's, for me, it's kind of the, it's like an onion. You know, it's sort of, you talk about digital, but then you peel and you peel until, um, you know, you, it starts to um, reveal many more layers. Thank you. That's I'm going to I'm going to stop you right here, and I'm not going to ask any other follow up questions because we're going to take where because that would be really mean because I'm going to take a break right now. Uh, so when we come back, though, I have some follow up questions and more with Carolyn Royston and her observations about uh, digital in uh, in the world we work in and. Uh, We will also talk uh, later about some of the upcoming things going on with MCN. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a moment. This is Carol Bossert for Museum Life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Carol Bossert established CB Services, LLC, because she believes in the societal value of museums. Exhibitions are a primary way that museums deliver this value, providing places for exploration, renewal, and conversation. Good exhibitions begin with good content, and at CB Services, we are all about the content. CB Services helps organizations identify, shape, and document the ideas and stories that form the foundation of a successful exhibit. We provide tools that help our clients make good decisions throughout the exhibition development process and get the most out of collaborations with architects and exhibit designers. CB Services offers half-day and day-long workshops to get staff, boards, and communities ready for an exhibition project. Call today to schedule a workshop. CB Services also offers a one-hour free consultation to organizations no matter where they are in the exhibition development process. Visit carolbossertservices.com. Reach out to Carol through Twitter or LinkedIn or call her directly at 240-432-7712. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned into Museum Life with Carol Bossert. To reach our program today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to carol.bossert at verizon.net. Now, back to Museum Life. Welcome back. This is Carol Bossert, and I'm here today with Carolyn Royston, who is the Director of Digital Media at the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston. And uh, right before we went on break, uh, Carolyn was sharing with us a, I thought, a fabulous description of what digital means and what digital is. Uh, Yes, it's an adjective. Uh, It should always be followed by a noun. Uh, But... uh, 
I, I think that just, you know, the wonderful thing about the English language is that it is always changing. And uh, so I think that we may be in the process of, of uh, creating a, uh, you know, change, changing grammar as we speak. But more importantly, Carolyn, one of the things that you said that I wrote down, I think is, uh, I couldn't agree more. And I'd like to just, you know, uh, see what your thinking is on this but when you said that digital drives a different way of thinking mm-hmm. can you give uh, uh, an example or, or 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 what do you mean by that how has that how has did you know, the the prevalence of digital media changed the way we think about I think you were you were uh, referring to audiences but mm-hmm. you know in a way it's it's thinking about all of the work we do Yes. I, I mean, I think because it's, it is one of these, you know, just such a unique uh, area in that, it, in that it's, it, it involves, it really does involve so many different uh, parts of the museum. Um, you know, you, it's very rare that you do a digital project within, solely within your digital department. You have to go and talk and work with, you know, your curators, your exhibition people, your marketing people, your often your development people, um, your membership people. Um, you know, there's there's a whole whole raft of stakeholders that are that are invariably involved in doing even a, a relatively small project. And and so and quite often in museums, you you don't find that way of working. You can get away with, you know, people you know, still being quite siloed. And so it's, re- it's really pushing, I think, pushing people to understand how interconnected and integrated our work is. And I think um, when you think about the visitor, you know, that they, they come into the museum and they're not thinking, oh, that's a piece of work done by the education department. That's a piece of, that's some marketing. Oh, that's a digital thing. You know, they're coming in here and they're having a, 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 an experience, an encounter with you. Um, and we, I think, have a, have a, increasingly have to think about, you know, what the visitor is, what that experience is for the visitor and how we can provide that to them in the most seamless way possible. So that's one example where I think digital is, is, is push, pushing and continues to push museums to think about that holistic experience and how we deliver it, of which digital is just one part of that. Um, I think also the idea of, you know, the project planning and working in very agile and nimble ways um, and producing a little bit, testing it on audiences, refining and then continuing to develop and iterate. You know, again, it's, um, you know, not a way that museums traditionally have worked. And increasingly, you're starting to see that not just in digital projects, but also impacting on other areas of the museum. So I think there's lots of different ways that digital is pushing us to, to think differently about the way that we work, but also to, to think about how, um, you know, what, what that means for, for the visitor as well, which is really, you know, the, the, why we're here, or partly why we're here? <laughs> right? No, no, no. I, no, I, I well, yes, <clears throat> yes. We, sh- we. That's that's really why we're considered nonprofits, uh, and and get the tax breaks that we do. Uh, that we are to be for the civic good, um, mm-hmm. and I think in and just. It, 
because I can never be silent on my own show. Uh, I think that, to me, the the biggest shift has been in digital thinking is is understanding who that audience is. And that mm-hmm. seems to be, you know, you would think that, that we could have a better understanding of that, talk about something that's mushy. We don't even know whether we call them visitors, guests, participants, or users. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... But more importantly, it's not just the people coming through the door or uh, asking us questions. It's, a, it's an entirely different way of thinking about who those people are. As uh, Michael Edson would say, you know, we, uh, di- a digital program will allow you to connect to the world uh, and maximize your impact if that's what you want to do. And there's no reason why you, you couldn't. Uh, so, I, so I do really think as you were saying, it's, 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 it's disruptive, and I think it's disruptive in a very positive way because it is making us go back and, and think about things in, in new ways, whether we really want to or, or not. Uh, yeah, and I think also, you know, we're, we're, we're able to gather so much more data now around what people are doing and how they're interacting with us both, you know, on-site and virtually and, you know, starting to think about what we do with that data and how we can, um, you know, use the insights of that to, you know, to, to, to continue to improve and give people what they need. Very, yes, I think that's, that is uh, critically important. And the other, th- and just, you know, the final, uh, maybe the final note on this, and then I want to uh, mm-hmm. hear more about the Isabella Gardner. But I think a point you also made is that it is, it's agile, and it's never done. Yeah, you know, and this, this, I, uh, the, the, uh, this, the pattern of, we create scholarship to create an exhibition and then we we create a catalog for that exhibition and then we put the catalog online and historically even up historically 10 years ago then the project was done and of course we know that scholarship is never finished Uh, creativity and curiosity and leads to new questions that lead to new uh, ideas and responses Uh, so it would be it's very interesting to me to think about the entire museum operation whether it's an exhibition or a program never being really done you know, being this sort of uh, supporting this iterative approach that we have come to uh, use digital for. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. Absolutely. And I think it's um, it, it it's a really it's a it's a really good way to think about things because I think this idea that you you know as you say you produce something and you launch it or you say it's finished and you tick you tick the box. Um, you know, is 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 um, certainly from a digital perspective, is isn't you know, is not the way that we can can work. It's not sustainable. Interesting. So, so let's uh, transition then uh, to you know, sort of what attracted you to the Isabella Gardner Museum and 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 how you are now working, uh, work working there. Your, your sort of goals, but. If you mm-hmm. wouldn't mind, because we do have a significant international audience, and I never want to assume that everybody knows what every museum is in the world, if you could just preface, 
preface your remarks by helping us understand a little bit about the Isabella Gardner Museum. You don't have to do the whole marketing uh, project, but, you know, just its size, its focus, you know, that because Mm -hmm. it is, I think, very Mm -hmm. unique and that also adds to, uh, you know, how you are beginning to approach your work. Yes, certainly. I mean, it, you're, you're absolutely right. It is a unique museum, and that was one of the things that uh, definitely attracted me um, to, to, to coming here. It's um, it's a, a, a I guess I call it a, a medium-sized museum in Boston. Um, it has I think a staff of about 170 people, um, and it was uh, founded uh, or built at the beginning of the 20th century by a uh, Boston philanthropist, Isabella Stewart Gardner. Um, and she collected over a relatively short period of time um, a really uh, magnificent collection um, and built a uh, museum in the style of a 15th century Venetian palazzo and uh, and curated her collection um, in in the building and also lived in the building um, uh, until she um, she died uh, and the um, uh, the museum is um, really uh, i mean it's 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 uh, it's hard to describe, really, over, um, without 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 showing you some visuals. But it, it is uh, there is a magnificent courtyard um, with um, uh, gardens that are changed uh, about seven times a year, and um, and the and the and the and the building is 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 built around this courtyard, um, and it is it is. Um, Really, a magnificent collection of um, uh, masters and and also um, installations that Mrs. Gardner put together. And it is not a museum. Uh, the museum it stipulates that you. Uh, she stipulated that you were not allowed to move anything in the museum. So the museum is as it was, um, and there are no labels uh, because Mrs. Gardner just really wanted you to experience the museum and have your own personal uh, meaning making out of it. Um, and so um, you can imagine that this presents, you know, um, very interesting challenges for the, for the visitor um, who, who, who perhaps doesn't know what to expect. It's not like walking in traditional art gallery. Um, and then in 2013, a, a new building was attached, a Renzo Piano building, um, which essentially doubled the space of the museum and enabled us to have a temporary gallery space um, and also a performance area as well. Um, so um, we have a regular um, concert series, classical music concert series. We also have contemporary music, uh, as well as other types of performance. Um, and then we have um, a, temp- a temporary exhibition program of um, three exhibitions a year. Um, and this is a modern building, which is connected to the historic building, which we call the palace. Um, and so it is a com- it is definitely a very complex um, visitor experience, um, and but very immersive and very engaging, and um, it really is is quite unique. And in really um, up until about eighteen months ago, was almost a completely non tech area. Um, so really, there was very active um, um, uh, desire not really not to have digital in the, in, in present in the museum. Um, and um, but this, the, the thinking behind that changed, and um, there there was a, a real drive, I think, to to start to think about how digital could. Um, help to uh, support and scaffold the visitor experience and 
Um, and so my, my position was created. And for me, you know, it, it, apart from, you know, the personal aspect of, of coming to work in a, in a U.S. museum, I think the challenge really of being in a place which, you know, in effect, I'm, I'm a startup inside this museum, um, yeah. you know, thinking about a digital program from the ground up um, and thinking about it as a program, not as a series of projects, um, how to build something sustainable um, that the museum can manage as we, as we grow and we start to think more about, about how we use digital in our in our spaces and for our visitors and um, and also that challenge around you know being so many different things you know we're an art museum we're a contemporary space we're a performance space uh, we have gardens we you know so it's 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 thinking about how to bring that um, how to bring that um, vision of the museum together for, for visitors um, again going back to that idea of it being a very holistic and integrated experience and how digital can help to support that yeah, wow yes but you know I, I I can't help but think that you are the right person at the right time for that organization bring you know, when I was reflecting back on what you had uh, when you shared with us your earlier career path and I and I emphasize this too because I know there are a lot of, of students uh, who are are mm-hmm. avid and wonderful listeners to the show and you know, you while you may not you didn't start out your career uh, thinking wow, you know, I'm going to become an expert at startups. Boy, your experience sure has has been that in a variety of, of uh, mm-hmm. ways. And so this is uh, uh, using all of those skills that you have learned in various aspects of your of your career, uh, you know, bringing that to bear again. Uh, I, I, I think that's interesting. I always think we end up, you know, where we were meant to be and clearly they're... Uh, <laughs> Uh, they are very lucky to have you. So, how in the world, you know, as you were, you were moving, you took the job, <laughs> and then you, you know, and then you made your personal arrangements to, mm. to, you know, get get your household moved. What was going, what was going through your head, you know, as you were anticipating your first first few months of work? Uh, how, you know, how did you? I'm always interested in how people begin to organize and set goals mm. for themselves in their organization well I think I mean I think that's a really interesting um, question because I think now I've been here a year and I've sort of been reflecting back a bit on um, you know it's, it's both gone quickly and very slowly at the same time because it it I suppose it's always been more than a job because I, you know, I, I emigrated as well as, as well as well as starting a new job. So there was an awful lot going on in those first few months for me. But I think one of the, you know, one of the things. So I think I think I did I did some things well, and I and I did some things, um, you know, that I'd like to I'd like to have a redo if I could. <laughs> um, but the, but the you know the good things I think was that was was that the consulting experience really came into play because I was able to come in very quickly and sort of see what what was going on here and what I felt needed to happen and was quite it was I was sort of quick in terms of thinking about you know here's a plan of action for us where I perhaps wasn't um, you know really didn't didn't anticipate and this I think is because I hadn't worked in a museum of this size before um, was just the pace of change and you know I was kind of geared up and ready to go and I think um, the museum 
you know, was was at the same time as I arrived. A, a, a month later, we got a new executive director, Peggy Fogelman, and so um, you know, the the, the the you know, there was obviously lots of readjustments happening beyond beyond me coming in um, that I then you know had to kind of slow things right down and also you know understanding that you know where the museum was in its own development and thinking and so you know there's an it was an interesting um time for me in terms of you know realizing actually that I you know I was I came I came here to power through but actually I had to kind of wait for the museum um to 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 be in to be in the same sort of position and I think now actually we're just kick-starting some of the projects that I had you know wanted to do um you know a little bit earlier because we're more more, we're more ready to do them now um so you know interesting for me as well you know you know lessons for me is you're never too old to learn Yes, I will. I will definitely uh, uh, re- reinforce that. Uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm learning all the time. That's actually my favorite part of the the show. It's my selfish reason for doing the show. I I, uh, I learn from all of my guests and all of my my audience. But you're right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, how many times would we really like to do a redo? Uh, but we just we but we we move forward. And I'm not going to ask you to uh, to respond to that this very moment we're going to take our second break and when we come back more with carolyn maybe a little bit about more about the isabella gardner and then i know you'll you'll uh, be interested as we shift to uh, talk more about mcn and its future so uh before i take this break i want to remind you all uh, a thank you for listening and thank you all for always uh, coming up to me at conferences, uh, introducing yourself. It's always wonderful to put faces uh, to the uh, to my to the listeners and uh, I love your your uh, Twitter responses as well as your emails. Please keep those coming. Carol.bossard at Verizon.net or at MuseWrite. So uh, I always, always enjoy that part of the show. So please uh, stay tuned. We will be back in a moment. This is Carol Bossard for Museum Life. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Carol Bossert established CB Services, LLC, because she believes in the societal value of museums. Exhibitions are a primary way that museums deliver this value, providing places for exploration, renewal, and conversation. Good exhibitions begin with good content. And at CB Services, we are all about the content. CB Services helps organizations identify, shape, and document the ideas and stories that form the foundation of a successful exhibit. We provide tools that help our clients make good decisions throughout the exhibition development process and get the most out of collaborations with architects and exhibit designers. CB Services offers half-day and day-long workshops to get staff, boards, and communities ready for an exhibition project. Call today to schedule a workshop. CB Services also offers a one-hour free consultation to organizations no matter where they are in the exhibition development process. Visit carolbossertservices.com. Reach out to Carol through Twitter or LinkedIn or call her directly at 240-432-7712. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. 
VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned into Museum Life with Carol Bossert. To reach our program today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to carol.bossert at verizon.net. Now, back to Museum Life. Welcome back. This is Carol Bossert, and as you know, I've been talking with Carolyn Royston. We've been having a great time today. Carolyn is the Director of Digital Media at the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum, which is a a very unique uh, uh, facility and building when you're in Boston. Uh, I think it's a must-see. It's extremely enjoyable from so many different perspectives, but I think it uh, it is safe to say that they were in the digital backlands for, uh, uh, for many, many years. And that's not really unusual for some of these more uh, stately historic homes and facilities. And so uh, clearly they have made a significant commitment to their audiences and to moving in a new direction by creating a position for Carolyn. And Carolyn, I think, is absolutely the right person to be there. And when we were at break, Carolyn, I'm just going to say something I hope it's I I hope you don't mind but I thought it was so wonderful you said well I'm not a shiny projects person Uh, and I you know I I think just as we sort of wrap up the discussion about Isabella uh, the work that you're doing uh, there you know it, it just if you wanted to just confirm that that your your focus really is on the infrastructure, making sure that all of these silos are sort of broken down, so that you can do whatever uh, projects and is I something else you said that I think was so important. You said, I think about creating a program, not a series of projects. Uh-huh, I think that uh-huh. needs I think that needs to be um, uh, put up on our walls, all of our walls. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it is true, and I think particularly for you know for for, for smaller organisations, but 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 large ones too, that you know having putting that infrastructure in place, creating that ecosystem so that you know that 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 are that are systems, um, you know all the things that are kind of under the hood um, are working together well and efficiently and in this, in a sustainable way, um, then enables you to do more creative and interesting things without it seeming like you have to start again every single time. So it's it's really building blocks, um, but I do think it's a uh, a, a really critical um, part of the job and, and hard for um, often hard for directors and senior management to understand that that you know that, that, that those things that there has to be investment in those areas enable in, in order to be able to do you know the the, the more um, you know shiny public facing projects that everybody loves. Yes, yes, well said. And I think that this is then a perfect transition to uh, talk about your role in MCN. Again, Mm -hmm. congratulations for uh, becoming president. That's also a a huge responsibility. Um, So what did you hear in this past year's conference just, you know, about a month ago that sort of excited you? Well, we... um uh, as you said, we just we've just uh, we just had our our, um, our annual conference in New Orleans. Ended uh, in uh, in November, and um, I mean there were many things um, that, that that came out of that conference uh, for me. 
um, that were just hugely encouraging and exciting. Um, I mean, one is just about the organization itself and where it is. Um, I mean, it's, as, you, as you said at the beginning of the show, it's, it's, it's now entering its 50th year, which is quite unbelievable to think that museum technology has, has, has been around for 50 years. Um, and, you know, that we, you know, we're a relatively new field and where we've actually, uh, where we actually are now in, in, in terms of the criticality for, for museums, um, as, as a, as a role and a field is, you know, it's hugely exciting. And I think that, you know, this was reflected by our conference, which was our largest yet. Uh, we had over 600 people present. Um, so massive growth in that area. But also, um, I think the, an observation from that conference was that there were um, really an increasing number of people from outside the museum technology field. Um, you know, we had curators there, we had education people, marketing people, and again, I think reflective um, of this more holistic approach to the way that we're working now and have to work. Um, so starting to see, you know, people from outside our field coming into our conferences, and I, you know, one of the, the aspirations I have and ambitions I have for MCM um, over the next year is that we, um, that we start to do more outreach ourselves, so we start to go to, um, you know, conferences like AAMC for curators, um, you know, AAM, AAMD, these other conferences where um, we can start to, to, to introduce this idea of this kind of uh, more collaborative, integrated working. Um, I, I also think that, um, you know, lots of conversations at MCN around um, you know, inclusivity and accessibility uh, and the role that digital plays in that for museums and the way that we, you know, going back to this idea of audiences and who we are and how we can reach out to um, audiences that perhaps we uh, have traditionally not, you know, come through our doors um, and different ways that we can engage with them. And... Um, also, I think, you know, seeing more executive leadership at these, at our conferences. Um, so again, this idea of understanding, um, the importance of digital and, uh, and its, um, its role in terms of the, of the wider strategic ambitions of the museum. So lots and lots of, I think, very, um, exciting, um, uh, new ideas um, and just this, I think this growth really in, in the field um, and understanding that, you know, that, that it is really much wider than just technology now. Yes, I I couldn't agree more. And as I said on last week's show, and I'm and you're reinforcing it is MCN is not just for people whose job description has the word digital in it. Now, of mm -hmm. course, in a, by saying that, uh, we should say that everyone's job description now has the word digital in it, whether you knew it or not. Uh, but more more specifically, if it's you know we. To me, MCN is one of those fabulous com uh, conferences where people come together because they care about the museum field as a whole. They care about audiences. I have never heard so many great side conversations about uh, audience outreach and working with the community, I think, than I have at MCN. And uh, at, I just find it an extremely uplifting uh, conference. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, 
I mean, we are a not-for-profit organization. It's a volunteer-led board. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really a, a, an organization driven by the community. And I think, um, you know, that there's a, there's a, it really is a very positive and a very, um, uh, collaborative and nurturing, um, uh, you know, group of individuals um, that, that that belong to MCN and, and feel part and, and feel like they have some ownership over the organization as well. Um, and I think the, the other thing that I should say is that, um, you know, as part of, of our development as an organization, you know, as well as serving our our own community, um, you know, this, this idea really of MCN being a professional body, being a professional organization um, that, that can really help uh, other areas, other fields to think about how to embrace digital, to think about how to build digital confidence, um, to think about how to integrate digital ways of working and thinking, as we talked about earlier, into their practice. Um, we, we really see um, MCN having a big role in that, um, in terms of that outreach. So as we start to think, what does it mean to be a curator today? What kinds of skills do you need? Um, you know, in terms of in terms of, 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 of your digital uh, development, being able to support those different areas um, in in both um, you know resources, but also in terms of, of using the community, perhaps through mentoring or coaching as well. Well, and I'd, I would say uh, one area, and you and I talked a little bit about this offline uh, one time, is. Uh, the many of the people who are serving in museums in say roles of uh, such as yours of director mm-hmm. of digital media you know such and such those are our directors of the future mm-hmm. and i'm i'm fascinated and really looking forward to what the shift in our culture is going to be when more people with your perspective and approach take on that next level of leadership uh, I think that that you know then we can start looking at the entire museum uh, going back mm-hmm. to thinking digitally as we were saying before it's a different way of thinking uh, yeah. and I hope MCN has a has you know in their plans a sort of how to groom uh, this next generation of leaders because I think it's going to come out of MCN I, I, I do too, and I, I'm, you know, hugely excited by that prospect because I think you will start to see, um, you know, different kinds of organizational structures um, and, you know, a, a, a breakdown in terms of, um, you know, the, the, these silos that we have because they, they, are, they are not representative of the way that we are actually working. And I think for... You know, I think it's an interesting, I think there's an interesting um, sort of shift in time going on for digital people in museums because I think we're starting to see, you know, just a few um, uh, people in, in, you know, more senior management positions um, having some influence on, on, on management teams um, in terms of, you know, thinking about and thinking about how to integrate digital more holistically. Um, but then you still have, um, you know, many, many people sitting in a sort of middle management position who are driving change but do not have the authority to uh, necessarily make those kinds of dramatic shifts that need to happen. And so I think there's a lot of work still around, you know, helping people to understand what it means to be, you know, a, a uh, 
a change agent, if you like, in a museum and how to take on that position of leadership um, when you're not necessarily in a, in a leadership position. You know, so this idea of how to advocate up, but also how to advocate down as well, you know, to bring people along with you at all different levels in the organization. And that is a skill in itself, and it's not somewhere that really, you know, gets taught. Um, and so I think there's that, and I think there's a whole really interesting area around what training and learning and development looks like in our museums now as well in terms of professional development. So going back to this idea of, you know, what are the skills that we really need today to operate in a, you know, in a, in a digitally connected museum? And who does that training? Where does that training come from? And what does that look like? Um, you know, and again, you know, we shouldn't, we can't expect our, our HR departments or our, even if we have a training team to be able to, to, to know what that is, we, we, we increasingly have to look at our digital um, uh, staff to help us with that. But they're not necessarily uh, trainers. Why would they be? They don't, you know, right. they, they're not necessarily deliverers of professional development. So there's a whole area, really, I think, um, where we, we need to do some, some more work. And I think MCN can be a real driver for change in that area. I, I agree, too. Uh, Carolyn, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was fabulous. Uh, in just 10 seconds, do we know where MCN will be next year? We do, in fact. It's going to be in Pittsburgh, in the fabulous city of Pittsburgh. I believe the dates are November the 7th to November 10th. Um, it'll be our 50th anniversary conference. Um, we're going to make it absolutely fabulous, and I really hope that as many people as possible will, uh, will register and sign up. That should be um, next summer. Wonderful, wonderful. And I will certainly be there and looking forward to see all seeing you again and all of my, my friends at MCN. This has been fabulous. Carolyn, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And uh, we will be back next week with a with another digital discussion. So stay tuned. Uh, that guest will be uh, uh, announced in a, a couple of days. So uh, uh, listen to my Twitter feed. Uh, we will be back. Uh, this is Carol Bossert for Museum Life. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in this week to Museum Life. Please join your host, Carol Bossert, again next Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What museum issue is on your mind? Tell Carol at carol.bossert at verizon.net.